Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe, spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. On this episode of the Career Musician Podcast, we have bass player and artist in his own right, Daryl Williams, who is now chart-topping. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Okay, if you've ever gone to a jazz concert, smooth jazz, contemporary jazz, whatever you want to call it as of late, then you've seen and heard the great Daryl Williams holding down the low end on the bass. He's been a sideman for some time, playing with the likes of, you name it, Boney James, Huge Groove, Michael Linkton, Jeff Lorber, the list goes on and on. However, now he's decided to step front and center into the spotlight and do his own thing as an artist in his own right. How long has it been from his album Here to Stay has been number one on the Groove Jazz and Radio Wave charts for several weeks running. He also reached number 15 on the Billboard Smooth Jazz National Airplay charts. He's doing it. Check out his music now on Sirius XM and everywhere you find a groove. Nomad here with the amazing Daryl Williams. And we are chilling in Vegas doing a gig here and we're just grabbing a little bite to eat. Sorry about the ambient noise, but I had to sit down with Daryl yes, and catch him while I could. So Daryl Williams, everybody. You did your own album, mm -hmm. which was primarily instrumental? Instrumental, one vocal song, but it's primarily yeah. instrumental. Yeah. So what is the approach you took for your radio campaign? Well, I think right now the main thing is to try to get music on XM radio, because that's the biggest thing happening for instrumental music right now, uh, watercolors. Right, so let me just be sure here. So. The internet-based stations are set are different from the satellite-based stations. It's a whole different thing. Okay. Right. Okay. So I hired a uh, a radio uh, promoter, um, yeah. Goroff Music Group. I'm sure you've heard. Sure, of them. absolutely. Cliff and Jason, they're great. Actually, they'll be here tonight. Oh, great. Yeah, they'll be here tonight. Excellent. So I hired them. I also hired Rick Scott. He's a uh, publicist. He's incredible. Really? He can get you out there. He can get you known. He got me in Bass Player Magazine, a bunch of different things. Love and another thing too. is I advertise with Alan Kepler, who, who handles the Smooth Jazz Network. Now, where is that? Is Smooth Jazz Network is on? iHeartRadio mainly. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so you're talking about you hired three different facets. Right. Right. To Which is usually is usually what the record company does. Right. Yeah, they hire all these different entities because they think, well, you know, we need to at least touch a little bit on as much as we can. So the labels used to hire all these entities. Yeah, exactly. But now we're all independent. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, how, how did you... Well, the best thing is you don't really need a record company. It's pretty much a level playing field. You know, because of uh, social media. If you're really active on these things, you can really get out there. But you have to put in the time. Uh, I would say to be more uh, focused on fans of music 
rather than musicians. Amen to that, brother. Right? Because a lot of times musicians are only going to listen if, you know, you have some crazy altered chords and all these burning solos. And then, unfortunately, a lot of musicians don't necessarily want to pay for music. Repeat that, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of musicians do not want to pay for music. And that's a travesty. It is. You know, and that's okay. And that's why it's best to focus on fans of music who want to listen to your music and not necessarily, you know, critique, alter changes and, well, you should have took a longer solo or you need more solos, things like that. And if musicians uh, critique it like that, and then they don't want to pay for it, what's the point, right? It's like trying to sell bricks to a mason. So, all right, so you're taking the social media and you're, and you're targeting music fans, fans of right. music. You have a radio campaign. Mm -hmm. You also have uh, an internet or an iHeart radio campaign kind of exactly. division. right. And then you have your publicist. Publicist, right. How did you put all this together? Was this solely on something that you came about over years of experience? Did people point you in the right direction? You know, how did you build this? Well, I watched individuals who were successful at it. Okay. And I would ask them, how did you, there you go. get this done and that done? I would ask individuals, and that's what I came up with. I also advertised with smoothjazz.com as well, and that was helpful, you know. I got a lot of, uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff out of that too. Okay. So, okay, so I did smoothjazz.com, Great Scott uh, Promotions, Rick Scott, okay. uh, Goroff Music Group, and then uh, Alan Kepler, the Smooth Jazz Network, advertised on his as well. So that's a nice formula. Yeah. Is that how you landed number one and in the top ten on the charts? Well, I could formula? say yes. I could say yes. But... At the end of the day, you have to have a good song. <laughs> Amen again. Right? right? Okay, so look, it starts with the song. Mm -hmm. You had a fantastic song. Right. You had two fantastic songs. That landed where? Tell us on the charts. Number two on uh, Billboard and number one on the Smooth Jazz Network. Wow. Which in Smooth Jazz is the stuff because it's everything, you know. It's the be all to end all. Yeah, it's everything. Whereas our... Uh, um, billboard is only a billboard reporting station. You know, you have to have a good song. I mean, that's the that's the beginning because I know individuals who spent a lot of money, thousands upon thousands of dollars, and didn't make any ground. So that that's what I'm trying to decipher here mm -hmm. because I have heard of uh, some people who've done that, and I'm really trying to figure out this formula for our listeners. Right. And bro. So it's like, um, that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to, you know, help our, our fellow musicians, you know. How long have you been doing this as a solo artist? I released my first record in 2007-ish, gotcha. 2007. And I had, you know, minimal success. I landed a, a song on, uh, on XM Radio back then. And a few songs on the Weather Channel through your friend, uh, well, Frank Josephs. Frank Josephs. That's right. Right. So he there got go. two songs on the Weather Channel for me, and I had about four songs on Music Choice from that record. 
And how did you get the music choice placements? Uh, radio promotion. The radio promotion. Through radio promotion. Strictly through that, because right. that's all I did then. I just did radio promotion. I didn't do anything else. So now, how do you take all this radio promotion mm -hmm. and all uh, of what you're doing with your um, publicist? Mm -hmm. How do you translate that into actual gigs as a solo artist? Okay. The main thing also, here's another thing that I have to mention that's very important. Connecting with individuals at the festivals, and I mean fans. Right. At the festivals and shows because the fans are the ones who are going to support you. That's right. Okay, so after a show, I don't, I always hang out a little bit. I always run into all, all you know, the uh, Facebook people or That's the right. Instagram people right. or just the individuals that I run into on the cruise or at all the festivals. I make sure I hang and communicate with them as well because right. they are always going to support you. If you you show appreciation. You know, they want to have a conversation with you. And All right, so the question is, Daryl, everybody wants to know, okay. drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> How do you take all this information that you're putting together with the, pub, the PR, the radio, and all these different campaigns and parlay that into gigs? Did you get an agent? Uh, how do you get an agent? You know, these are the things that a lot of guys are asking. Well, I would say the main thing is to be really persistent. Make the phone calls. Even when you start to get on people's nerves, eventually you'll bug them so much they will give you a And that's a, that's a really fine line because I'm pretty uh, aware of yeah. that. I don't like to get on people's nerves. I just back off because I feel like I don't want to have the reverse effects, right? Okay. So you're saying when you feel like you're rubbing, just keep pushing. Well, don't overdo it. It's I mean, don't, don't email them every single day. No, no, of course not. But I would say you have to keep reaching out. You have to stay in people's ears. Especially if you have a song on the charts. Hey, listen, you know, my song's doing this and that. I'm doing this. I'm really out there. I have a strong fan base. You know. So you're soliciting these agents just on your own? Uh, promoters. The promoters. And everything. Well, yeah. So you're hitting up promoters in addition to agents. I'm hitting up mainly promoters. Mainly promoters? Mainly promoters. Mainly promoters. Because a lot of times, and I learned this from a good friend of mine, Adam Holly. Yes. He worked his first year without an agent. Actually, probably his first two years. He got Europe uh, all throughout the country without an agent. Just by going directly to the promoters? And making phone calls. And is he doing that now on a regular basis? Well, he has an agent now, but yes, he's gigging. I think he may still be in Europe now. Wow. Uh, we got back last Sunday, Good he stayed him. over there for a week. Good for him. Doing gigs. So he was really, you know, real persistent. And I watched, he's the guy I would say, he's a guy to watch and say, okay, he did everything right, you know. He had four number ones, and he works consistently as a sideman, but mainly as a solo artist, because he was on the phone all the time. He that's what we're talking calls. about here. We're, we're right. talking about transitioning from sideman to solo artist. Right. I mean, that is the end game goal Force. in this scenario. Not everybody. Stay now, on the phone. Stay on the phone. Stay on the phone, man. It. You have to stay on the phone. Also, another thing... But, but, sorry, before the other thing, 
Do these promoters take your phone call? They will. They will. Here's the thing. You have to remember, it's all about relationships. Anytime you play these uh, festivals yeah. and things, you go, a lot next. of times you meet the promoters. And you know, once again, there's a fine line. You don't want to be disrespectful That's to right. the artist. That's right. You have to be careful. You have to watch it. And you have to know who you're working for. Artist-wise, are they cool with you talking to a promoter? Most of the guys I work with are. Some are. But you have to know. You have to have that discernment. Yeah, you have to know who's cool with it and who feels like you're overstepping. So you have to be very careful. Man, what I love about Daryl, he's just a cool guy. He's so easygoing, but he also is all about his business. He gets the job done, but he also makes everybody around him feel beautiful like he's just a cool dude he sets the tone he sets the stage and listen as a bass player holding down the groove quote unquote that's so important oftentimes bass players can be a little too choppy if you know what i mean they're playing so many riffs it's like whoa can you hold down the bottom end daryl can do both when it's time to step out and take a solo he crushes it but he knows how to hold down a mean-ass groove. On top of it, he's such a giving individual. He and I broke bread and hung out quite a bit as we were doing a gig, and we just had the best time. Check out his new album, Here to Stay, with his chart-topping single, How Long Has It Been? Follow The Career Musician on Facebook and Instagram to stay up-to-date on the latest news and get tips from the world's leading musicians. When you do these gigs, who is the main DJ of each city? Who, who city? is the individual who who uh, spins the records? You know, who's the uh, programmer? Who's the radio programmer? And then a lot of times they'll ask you for artist drops. Always follow up on that. They ask for artist what? Uh, um, drops like, hey, this is Daryl Williams, and you're listening to ninety four point oh, yeah. seven The Wave. Always follow up on that. On air drops, yeah. yeah. Go ask Got that. you. Uh-huh. Always follow up. Mm-hmm. So, will you record those at home in your studio and then send them in to them? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So it becomes this reciprocal relationship, mm-hmm. and you're, you're cult- look, you're cultivating relationships at the end of the day. Look, that's, that's what, what everything industry. is. That's and what this is what I always say to people all the time. Uh, music itself, you know, musicianship is really less than 50% of them, okay? You have to look good, right? Right, you have to market yourself and look good on stage. You can't look like you just got through working on a car. Amen. Right? Yeah. And then, is relationships. It's the biggest thing. Relationships. That's the biggest thing. You could be the best, but it's about relationships. All about relationships. I've heard it put that it's not only who you know, but who knows you. And of course, the other old adage, out of sight, out of mind. So mm-hmm. this is why you're saying you have to stay in their, in their sphere of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, if you exercise discretion. Uh, of course, respectful. Respectful, right. diligence, it will get you there. Yeah. Man, this is fantastic because that just affirms everything that I've always believed in. Well, shit, look at you, man. You know. Tough industry, man, but... It is. All those little things matter. 
And they all add up, don't they? They all add up. I've been studying this this concept called the, the uh, compound effect. Keep on doing little habitual practices mm -hmm. that align with your core values right. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. They add up and mm -hmm. eventually they lead to great successes. Nomad here with the Career Musician Podcast. Thank you for listening. I wanted to tell you about hashtag Ask Nomad to ask me any music-related questions, and I will respond usually within 24 to 48 hours. Again, that's hashtag Ask Nomad. Ask me anything you'd like about the music biz, about your instrument, about practicing, about music theory, anything at all that has to do with music, and I will answer your questions, share, repost, and put it out there for all of the Career Musician Podcast family to see and hear. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nomad. And remember to use hashtag AskNomad. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Look, you started as a sideman. Right. What are some of the paramount rules that you adhere to? What makes a great sideman musician, side person musician, in your point of view? Okay. Number one, know what the artist wants and know what they don't want. All right? Of course, learn the music, right? And always be respectful in learning the music. I always play just enough unless they ask for more. Or they ask for less. I never overdo it. There you go. In the beginning. There you go. I always play, you know, what's on either the live recording or the record. Or the record. I start there. Uh-huh. But once again, the main thing is knowing what the artist wants, knowing who you're working for, if they want you to take uh, liberties with the music or not. And being professional, always being early, right? Amen. You're man. I noticed that about you, man. You're you're early, early. If if rehearsal is at ten, you're sitting down. The guitars on the stand, the pedals are there, yeah. ready to play at ten. Nine thirty. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm pretty obnoxious yes, about sir. it. Served you well. well Served you well. Well, thank you. But I always say that you know, and and look, Rick, this is a Ricky Minor par parable. Mm -hmm. You know. On time is late, and early is on time, you know. In other words, look, if downbeat is at 10, and you know it's going to take you 20 to 30 minutes to get your shit together, let's yeah. be blunt, okay? Then don't show up at, at 9.30, or, yeah. or God forbid, 5 to 10, because your right. ass will get fired. Yeah, right. You know, get yourself there at 9 o'clock. Give yourself an hour. If you know it takes a half hour, give yourself an hour. To, I always get my stuff set up, get my fingers on, on the axe a little bit, and then walk away, go get a cup of coffee, right. say hello, find out where the facilities are. You know. Also, let's talk about parking. You never know. If you're doing a session or a rehearsal in L.A., let's talk about traffic. That's never an excuse. Let's talk about getting... Right. You can never use, oh, there was traffic in L.A. Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. Never, because they're like, really? really? Oh, seriously? Oh, you're, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, I live in Temecula. Oh, wow. Right? And I've done um, 
obsessions in LA where I'm there an hour early mm -hmm. and the guy who lives in North Hollywood, let's say it's in in West Hollywood. He lives in North Hollywood and he shows up and he's talking about traffic. After you. Oh, come on, man. And I live in Temecula. Come on, dude. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. There's no excuse. It's unacceptable. Alright, so we know that. Learn the music. Be respectful of the artist. Be on time. You know, any any overall words of wisdom or anything that you say, man, this is the aside from that. Um, develop relationships with people. Again, it comes back to relationships. That's really I think your strongest asset as a musician, because here's the truth. At a certain point, everybody can play. You can find 500 guys who realistically can come in and yeah. play the gig. You know, music. And that's speaking. not even an exaggeration. Right. In LA, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you can find 500 guys. If you look big enough, if you look hard enough, they are there. Yes. You're right. So you don't want to give somebody the, the reason to have to go look. Right. Once you're right. there, you want to stay there. You want to have that asset of, okay, yeah, this guy is cool, man. He's a fun hang, he's not an asshole. Mm -hmm. He learns the music. He is the gig, and what I mean by that is he, he dresses the gig or whatever, and he shows up, he's that gig when he shows up. When he shows up to you know, perform, he's the gig. Whatever the gig is, he's the gig. He knows what to do. I love that, I'm yeah. gonna use that. He's the gig. Yeah. He or she's the gig, I yeah. love that. Yeah, man. He's the kid. That's classic. So if, that's if he needs to wear a suit, he'll wear a suit. If he needs to wear some jeans and a t-shirt, he can do that. You know? You have to be the gig, man. That's what it comes down to. Know what it is you're doing and be the gig. Be I the love gig. that, Daryl. Yes, sir. Be the gig, man. All right, well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Career Musician Podcast with yours truly, Nomad. Featuring Daryl Williams. Thank you once again, Daryl, for sharing all of your insight, wisdom, and experience with us. I especially appreciate the information on radio marketing and how to put together a radio campaign. Very useful information, my friend. Remember all of those career musicians out there. We must carry the torch and share with one another, encourage one another from rock and roll, R&B, jazz, classical, flamenco, Latin, bebop, whatever it is that floats your boat stylistically, rock on the career musician. Thank you for tuning in to The Career Musician. Please click the subscribe button and share The Career Musician podcast on your social media feeds. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one-man band A nomad, yeah I'm a Sometime until then, baby, don't you cry. 
Nomad here, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, wanting to tell you all about PantheonPodcast.com network. I am a part of this collective that is solely music-based podcasts. And guess what? It is the only one of its kind on the globe so far. It is a collective of an independent network of podcasts all based on music, which dig into the culture, technology, history, and everything else you can imagine that has to do with music. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to check us out at PantheonPodcasts.com.